Hey, thank you so much for checking out this episode. I appreciate all of you supporting my work. By the way, if you don't, make sure you check out my Patreon to support us. It's $2.99 to join us there. It's free for the next seven days. Just go to lloydnotgeorge.com and click on the course tab at the top. In this episode, I interview my friend Taylor. She's the director of podcasting at Well and Good, which is a pretty large wellness brand based in New York. Taylor is the person I call whenever I have podcast questions. We got really excited talking to each other and we were a bit loud and the room we were in wasn't soundproofed really well. And so there's a few portions in this interview where the sound isn't perfect. And I really appreciate you being patient as we work on these sorts of things. Oh, and also there's a part of the interview where I say she's worked with brands like Dove. What I actually meant to say is Dove. I need you to know that I actually can read. I was just a little bit nervous. Anyway, let's dive in. Welcome to the Creator Hub, the creator podcast for the culture. I'm super excited. My guest today is a great friend, and I'm so excited to chat with her. She's a creative storyteller, a writer, and a producer. She's worked with brands like Google, Dove, Nivea, and she continues to crush it. She loves using her platform to amplify women of color. Please help me welcome Taylor. How are you? Good. How are you, Lloyd? I am great. I'm so happy that you're here and I'm so happy that we're doing this in, real life. in person. So I appreciate it. You know, I think part of what I want to talk about in this conversation is like there's an amazing book called Atomic Habits. And mm. the big focus of the book is like, yo, every day, if you just get 1% better, you'll be significantly better than just saying like, I'm going to make this massive, drastic change in mm. my life. And that's kind of what I want to talk about, like that from like a creative angle. But mm -hmm. before we dive into that, I think maybe we should talk about like how we met. Like my oh, recollection yeah. of that is like <laughs> podcast movement. And I kind of mm -hmm. feel like we went to this conference for podcasters and we just saw like other black podcasters and we we're like, oh, my gosh, like there's <laughs> other people. Yeah, we're, we're home. Right. Yeah. Um, and so that is sort of what I think about when we met. But like, mm -hmm. I want you to to tell me your recollection yeah. of our first time meeting. That's funny. I was thinking about that on the way over here, trying to remember who sent me the invite for like the black podcasters meetup. So we were in Dallas. You were hosting an event with your other friend. I can't remember. Her name. Sierra. Sierra. Yep. Yeah. And so I pull up to this event by myself and then like quickly just, you know, got to knowing you and other people yeah. and it was just like a lovely time and it was great because that event was like i think the evening before the conference got underway yeah. and so it was like whenever we saw one another in the conference halls like where are you going what right. are you doing what did you learn or like you know it was just very organic and like just helped you feel grounded when conferences themselves can feel so hectic and draining yeah 100 percent. and that specific yeah. conference supposedly the largest conference for podcasters mm -hmm. felt very very big but everywhere i'd go there'd just be like this little corner of like black people forming and we'd all yeah. just go to that corner <laughs> and it just yeah. felt very much yeah. at home um yeah. how did you get into podcasting yeah great question i was also thinking about it's a very reflective time you know the end of the year but um i was thinking about that recently as well um so in 2020 I had really been primarily a video producer, video storyteller, and I got laid off from my job um, at Bustle Digital Group, and I was a senior producer there, and I, yeah, got laid off in COVID. Not many of us got laid off. It was, like, just a few of us, and I, you know, immediately I was actually relieved because I had all these creative ideas I was sitting on, but really not feeling like I can activate on them because I was just always on work mode or doing things for others, and 
So when I got laid off, I was like, okay, I can make the podcast I've always been thinking of that I really, you know, want to execute. And we're at home. I can just remote record with people. And um, the podcast was Beyond Ourselves. And it was about talking to Black people about our health conditions, but how we can overcome them and find peace in them and not be stressed by them. Um, and so I rolled that out in April of 2020. And my mom was just like, I was going to say, I was going like, to I'll do it like biweekly or like monthly. And she's like, do it every week. Like, just do it every week. Keep, be, be consistent. And I was, she's like, you're doing nothing else. Like the world is at a standstill, like make these connections and tell these stories. Um, I myself have sickle cell. So it was just like a very personal passion project. Um, that podcast got sent to my now employer at Well and Good by a friend who was just like going on her, like, you know, we were all doing like COVID walks <laughs> with our neighbors and like just trying to get out of the house. So she sent it to a girl over there and they were like, we love your podcast. We kind of want to get in the podcasting space. Um, but we also have some videos we want to produce and we're doing it kind of remotely. So do you want to like freelance for us and come in the fold and see how this unfolds? And so then in March of 21, we launched the Well and Good podcast, which I'm a co-host of, producer. And, you know, we're just trying to think of what is next in the wellness podcasting audio space. Um, but it's been, yeah, now three years in podcasting, which is like the shortest amount of time I've done something, but I feel like I used a lot of my skills from video and production into into one thousand percent. I love yeah. that, and yeah. I didn't I didn't know that story and how yeah. you ended up where you are. But like, do you? How difficult or not difficult was it talking about something that impacts you personally, like specifically oh like your health? And you're talking about you know on a podcast, anyone can listen. Yeah. That is often something that scares a lot of people. What was that experience like for you? Yeah, you kind of just have to compartmentalize and you also have to realize that like you shedding some of yourself is going to help somebody else on their journey. Right. And I think health is obviously in the pandemic, we all became hyper focused on our health and our wellness. Um, and I it would be one of the things that I like literally wouldn't talk about with people I'm dating, like wouldn't talk would, would not be the thing I start with because you worry that people will other you or think that you're not capable of doing certain things. But I was like, I think there just needs to be a conversation especially with something like sickle cell, which can affect people differently. Like you can be very high functioning and live a very full life. And then there's other people who really need a lot more treatment, right? So I myself can walk into rooms and no one thinks I'm ill or sick and I don't feel ill or sick most days. Um, and so it was just like kind of unearthing that part of the story too. Of like, we're okay, <laughs> like, you know, and we can show up for ourselves and for others, um, even amongst illness. Um, and so, I can't remember the rest of your question. Yeah, that, you know, I, I think you hit it on the head. There's sort of like these stigmas and now you get the opportunity yeah. to dismiss by like speaking out and being a voice. Mm -hmm. um, you mentioned how this podcast opened an opportunity for you. And I think I think like that is mm -hmm. like the story of my life. I think mm -hmm. there's a lot of people that maybe like may want to transition, try something new or do something that's out of the scope of what they currently do. And they mm -hmm. start a podcast or get on social media and that sort of like acts as their portfolio mm -hmm. to prove that they can do something. Um, mm -hmm. When you found out that someone was sharing your podcast <laughs> with Well and Good, were you nervous? Were you anxious? Were you, I mean, yeah. how did you feel about that? A mix of emotions. But yeah, good point. It's like, if you don't put yourself out there, people don't know about you or yeah. what you're about or you know, like it doesn't, it would limit you from like things that can be blessings, right? Um, and so it was a friend of mine who shared it. And so I was kind of like, one, I was happy that she was sharing it because it was an indie podcast. And like, you know, sometimes your friends aren't your target audience because you're just like, I don't really expect you to press play. Like, <laughs> but thank you for pressing play. 
Um, so I was excited, but I also was kind of nervous. I mean, as a black creative, I really had felt burned by the past companies I worked for. And I really was not looking forward to like just transparently was not looking forward to working in a capacity with another media company in a big way. I really want I really was like, I'm going to just double down on my own production company and like do me. But I think um, there comes a time where you kind of just have to like open yourself up and say like this might serve me and this might like help me in different ways. And I might, you know, it might be mutually beneficial. One. And so that's what it was. Hey, just a moment. We'll be right back. Listening to podcasts is one of the best ways to become a better podcaster yourself. If you're looking for recommendations, listen to feedback with earbuds. It comes from podcast industry enthusiast Ariel Nissenblad and features five podcast episodes each week that you should check out. You'll also get podcast industry news and some bonus exclusive content from creators around the podcast world. You can find and listen to feedback with earbuds wherever you listen to podcasts. And for more information on this initiative, go to earbuds.audio. That's E-A-R-B-U-D-S dot audio. Hey, welcome back. We're like when you got the opportunity to work with them as mm -hmm. a producer on their new podcast that they were creating, had you been a producer in this capacity before or was mm -hmm. this like you stepping into something that you had never done before except for yourself? Right. Yeah. So in audio, I hadn't done it before, but it's, Again, a lot of those those skills from video translated and you teach people a lot of things on the Internet. You know, it's like you can gather a lot of things. And if you're you're passionate and you're like, you know, have an interest, then like really whatever you want to know, you can phone a friend, look it up online and like figure it out. So it, it felt it didn't feel like I was in new waters. It just felt like I was kind of a conduit teaching the team there, you know, about audio space and like how it can be an asset to. Yeah, 1000%. I think part of why I was excited to have you on mm. this show is because like a lot of like the creators we're talking to are just like one person teams. They're mm -hmm. figuring out and trying to learn how to do everything their own. Um, they're not necessarily doing it for a company, but I do think in the same mm -hmm. way that you may be like a producer at a company and wearing multiple hats, they are trying to figure out how to do the same. Mm -hmm. What do you feel like has helped you sort of like, I think when you're managing a podcast, there's so many different components. You're the person like you're trying to figure out like, you need to know about show notes. You need to know about like audio. Like how do you record? How do you get guests? How do you interview guests? Mm -hmm. um, what's sort of like helped you sort of wear and manage all these different hats? Yeah, it's a juggle even today. Like, you know, you really have to, it's hard to like find your core people and find your strengths and know your strengths. Um, but I think helping, you just got to take it. You started off talking about atomic habits. You really just have to take it bit by bit and don't get overwhelmed with, all of the check boxes, right? Like some, it will get done eventually. Um, and delegate, like if you, I do not like writing show notes. I get very overwhelmed. I like crafting story and like figuring out what are the best beats. So I delegate, I say, Hey, is there someone who likes writing copy? Um, and especially after you've listened to so much tape and you've done the like research on guests, you kind of like at the end of the day, kind of need to pass the baton. Right. So like, identify those places in your process where you can do that. And something my younger sister taught me is also just like, if you don't have the means, um, you can kind of barter. So she's an artist, right? And like, even just recently, she bartered, she painted a mural at this um, girl's shop who's like a facialist. And so she got a free facial and then like she painted the mural, right? And so it's like, 
she didn't have the means to get a facial. She wanted a facial. And so she found someone who she could have an exchange with that felt equal, you know? And so like, think of who those people in your corner might be. 100%. And I feel yeah. like when I think about you, right? And you tell me if this is off base. But when I think about you, I think of someone that is sort of like, not afraid to sort of mm -hmm. like speak up for themselves, whether it may be like collaborating with brands or like pursuing certain opportunities. Like you're speaking at a few like podcast conferences next yeah. year. Like you, you were confident that you could do this job with this really big <laughs> brand that's like yeah. doing something new for the first time and they need yeah. your guidance. I mean, yeah. um, what advice do you have for people that want to be able to do that? They want to be able to reach out to brands and barter, um, but they're just afraid of like putting themselves out there. Yeah, totally. And especially, I think, as it comes to Black creators, the imposter syndrome is crazy, right? And so that's what my talk at Podcast Movement in March is going to be about, is just, like, you are the sauce. Like, they need you. You don't need them. And I tell that to so many of my friends, and I think that helps you enter rooms as the authority, as, like, you really, like, maybe you do in your head, you really think you need this money, you need, like, this association. But honestly, you at the table is more than enough. And I think I just can't stress that enough. So like, if you believe, if you start to like actually believe that, then that will translate when you step in these rooms, right? So like, you just kind of, and I don't even like, it's not even like fake it till you make it. It's like, it us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, there's no faking, right? And I think, you know, a lot of these brands, it seems like they're so like reach like goals, right? Like they're just, they seem so unattainable is what I'm trying to say. And it really is just like trying, don't psych yourself out. Like they need what you have to offer. So like, how can you package that? And if it doesn't work out, wasn't like truly was not meant to be. Like it doesn't align. There will be something else down the line. There's a yeah. lot, there's a lot in the basket. 1000%. And I feel like this year for me was sort of like me learning how to believe in myself that I really not only can do this, but I'm really good. And if you mm -hmm. don't want to work with me, it doesn't have anything to do with, with me, me. Right? It's just not yeah, a great it's just fit, not a vibe. Right? Yeah. It's just like dating. It's yeah. like, okay, well, love you from here. Right, right. It's just not a match. Yeah. 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 1,000%. And I feel like specifically with brands, it's very easy to feel like I'm constantly pitching myself or I'm mm -hmm. reaching out to these podcast sponsors and they don't want to work together. Mm -hmm. um, but now you're telling me not only should I keep going, I need to believe that like I'm that guy. And I think you that are. could be like, that could be hard for creators, you know? Yeah, um, and course. so I, I think like consistency for sure has helped to just sort of like um, weather some of those valleys and the highs and lows that come mm -hmm. with like creating content. Um, do you have any advice for people that are at a point where they've been creating and maybe it feels like it's just not working. And so they may mm -hmm. need to sort of like uh, not, pivot per se but sort of reevaluate maybe like their approach or their niche or how they handle their podcast maybe it's a different like podcast format for example just you have any thoughts there yeah so i was thinking recently about a friend of mine who's been vlogging for a while and it's just like it she has great content she travels a lot she does like exciting things it just doesn't pick up um and i was rewatching some of her videos and i honestly what i feel like is usually the missing piece is like you are straying from your authentic voice, right? So when I watched her videos and I hear her voice, I'm like, that's not how she talks to me when we're out and about. She's putting on like what she believes a vlogger should sound like. And I think, sure, there's a formula and like you need to adhere to a bit of that, but also don't lose yourself in, in the making of it, right? So like 
if you genuinely want to talk about, I went to this black art museum in Paris and like I saw a lot of art. Talk about it like you're talking to your homies. Like don't talk about it like very buttoned up because people can see through that, right? And then you won't get the engagement you want. You And also like, I mean, maybe it's not about engagement. Maybe it's just about posting. And like, I think another thing I'm moving into is like set your own metrics. Like if you just want to get 20 likes on something or just have one person share it, like just set, if that's your metric, set your metric and set attainable metrics so that you don't feel like you're trying to reach 20,000 likes. And then you feel disappointed at the end of the day when you only get 30, you know, like just set your own standard and like reevaluate what your goals are outside of like the onslaught of everything else, which as a creative is so fucking hard because you're always just, you're always playing the comparison game. Right. And so something I try to practice more too, is just like, what's your lane? What are your goals? Um, and what does that look like? Yeah. Getting there? 1000%. Part of what I love about, having really cool friends is I get to like ask them things that I think are like maybe only accessible through Google. Right. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. so I love that you're speaking at podcast conferences mm. practically. If I wanted to do that next year, what would I need <laughs> oh, to Lloyd, do? Like, honestly, what do I like, who do I email no, to Lloyd, make that happen? No, Because you are part of the reason I'm speaking at that conference. First of all, oh. because if you recall, this was like in October, the email went out that was like last last day to apply. Do you remember this? Last day to apply to um, speak at Podcast Movement. And you screenshot it to me or like forwarded the email and said, you're you're the picture on this email. Oh, I do and remember then, that. Yeah, yeah. And then I tweeted, I said, is this a sign that I should um, apply to speak? And I just did it. And one of my 23 goals is like to speak, do more speaking, like be more like outfacing because I have felt like I've been such a hermit. It's easy to do in this media space. But um, yeah, I was like, okay, I'm just gonna, this is something that's been on my heart that I feel like beginner podcasters should know and I could talk about it and feel like an authority in the space and I'm gonna just apply. And then I got the email last week and I was like, are you kidding me? And I was so excited, but it's because of friends like you, honestly, are just like, bet on yourself, do it. Who cares? You know, like, and you might get rejected and which I highly anticipated I was gonna get rejected. But I was like, I just need to put myself out there and see see what happens. I can't say I want to speak more in 23 and, and not apply myself, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. But just apply yourself. Yeah, how much of sort of like everything that happens professionally in like the podcast world of things do you feel like is like relational and like who you know versus oh sort of like... God. It seems very hugely relational. It also seems very like just interacting with others on social it's like okay here are the pockets um i think it's breaking out of that a little bit more i think um especially just like the end of the year is now right and uh, when we're talking and i feel like there's all the like best of podcast list and this and it's just like how like you're not accounting for like all these bipoc creators these indie creators just such a blanket and i really i i just get annoyed sometimes seeing like all the like lofty big podcasts that get a lot of play and it's like you guys aren't doing your job like you're not looking for like the real you know the i don't know the people that are grinding out here and that's fine but just don't say best of right, just exactly. say best of like best of the people we've people searched for right a lot of budget yeah, to make yeah. a great show yeah, yeah. and then the best of you know just shine the light on different there's different corners of this industry and as we talked about earlier there's global parts of this industry that like we can't even hardly scratch the surface um but yeah, definitely a highly relational business. And like, again, back to metrics, like people who have the most followers in this, like get the platforms. Um, and that is just not fair because there are people who 
don't have the the following who do have a lot to say and deserve to be heard. Yeah, I can't I I sometimes find myself getting frustrated because I feel like there's a lot of creator resources and people mm -hmm. that are creating content to help us as creators navigate either being a TikToker, YouTuber, podcaster. Um, and when I listen and watch some of that content, it doesn't feel like it's applicable to me as like mm -hmm. a black podcaster and content mm -hmm. creator. And mm -hmm. so I wanted to ask you sort of like, how would you describe your experience as a black woman in podcasting? What are mm -hmm. some of the, what are some of the ways that that gives you an advantage? And what are some of the challenges that you face because of that? Mm, that's a big question. And I feel like it's hard because I've only been in podcasting. Three years seems like a small amount for me, a person who's had like a decade of career experience, right? So it's like, I don't know. But I, as a black woman in podcasting, I feel like I'm just starting. Honestly, I feel like I'm just getting the lay of the land and feeling comfortable to like do things like speak at conferences and feel like I'm the sauce like I'm that girl um but I don't I don't know I, I have high hopes for for us I mean you look at some of the bigger players in this space like Issa Rae or Jamil Hill and like they obviously have like huge just spotlights on them right um but then you look at maybe the tier below that of like a balanced black girl I can't remember her name but um it's just interesting seeing like where resources are are like funneled to and like how we can all kind of stretch against the aisle and say like I, I want I want to share my light with you in this space and and that's sort of like what my future plans are for well and good um and I just, I honestly in any role I have I feel a big responsibility obviously to tell our stories um but I also don't want us to feel like we have to only be the conduits of our stories right like if there's something you want to talk about that has nothing to do with blackness you yourself are enough. You know, like you don't have everything doesn't have to go back to wellness. I feel very privileged to be able to speak on Well and Goods platform. And every episode I do is not necessarily about blackness. But when it comes around, when we want to talk about black well-being, I know that I'm the go to. Right. So then I feel a lot of responsibility sharing those stories. Um, but, yeah, that's kind of how I feel about being a black woman in podcasting. I feel like there's a lot left to do. I'm hopeful to go to I haven't I didn't go to Afros and Audios this year. There's like a lot of things I want to do and like. A lot of people I want to meet, um, but I, I I just hope that we have more resources, more investment from some of these people that do have so many eyes on them to just kind of like spread the wealth and like get voices that are truly not heard except for like by our homies, you know, on these larger in these larger spaces. I was just thinking about that. Just kind of like it. We're so early and like so not early. just podcasting, but even just like. Our careers and I think all the things that are happening are amazing I, I literally have to keep reminding myself like I've only been on TikTok I got on TikTok last December January-ish incredible yeah and I didn't find my like podcasting niche till like May so it's mm -hmm. only really been like seven-ish months yeah. of like me working at this and so I, I have to kind of take a step back and remind myself that like you're just starting like this is amazing <laughs> just like wait till a year or two or three or from now um, mm -hmm. do you, are there any like things that you've learned or executed at Well and Good that you feel like have helped you grow your platform or your podcast that you feel like can be leveraged by anyone? Hmm. Things I've learned at Well and Good that can help me leverage. Um, I mean, I do feel like being associated with a media company helps you in the long run <clears throat> anyway. And I mean, my long-term goals is to have a hub of a black wellness hub or a black, I don't know, just black people hub for, for content. 
um, that kind of goes under the radar. That's my long-term goal. And so um, things I've learned at long, I just, I think also working at a media company teaches you that the things that you were doing independently um, are the right things to do. I think when you start things that you're from your, by yourself or from scratch, you can still honest, like, be like, oh, I don't really know what I'm doing. I wish I had more guidance. You have a lot of guidance. You have a lot to share. And I think um, you'd think that going into these companies, they'd have a lot to um, impart on you, but it can be, can be um, yeah. the opposite. Yeah. Um, I set aside three specific questions that I wanted to ask you, but these, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want you to think about them. Just like, just like just, rapid fire, yeah, rapid fire. Just tell this me is my biggest first fear. thing that comes to mind. I, I know, um, <laughs> is like, is video podcasting like ugh. the new, is like audio dead? Ugh. Ugh. Mm. <laughs> don't think about it. Don't think about it. <laughs> first thing that comes to mind. I mean, oh God. Is Video podcasting dead. Is audio podcasting dead? Is audio dead? podcasting dead? Yes? yes? Question mark? Like, like, like I, I like to listen to podcasts. If I wanted to watch a video, can I elaborate on my... Yeah, please. <laughs> okay. I, I, if I wanted to watch a video, I would just watch a video, right? But, I mean, the industry is telling us, like, for visibility, for SEO, for, like, all of these pieces, you need a video component. Whether that's even just, like, slapping on an image on YouTube, you just need to be on YouTube. You need to have a video component of some sort i as someone who you know, like is deep in the labor of this stuff and it's 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 a lot you know it's not easy and i think um story first honestly if your story and your like approach isn't solid there's no reason for you to be adding another component like story first some people i like fear just go into a booth press record and then press upload and that's not story that's not packaging that's not like formatting your series it's not doing anybody you know a service um so i mean we're trying to get well and good podcasts on video platforms it's like something i'm working on um and not just spamming youtube with like our back catalog you know just being intentional i think being intentional is really important as we think about the space um but yeah i mean i think if let's say you've had your podcast going for a year or two and you feel like you have like a solid format why not take it to video if you feel like it's not, it's not going to stretch you thin. You feel like it will be added value for your audience. Yeah. Great answer. I love that. <laughs> um, do you like, again, just don't think just yeah. out there. I'm um, an overthinker. Like what <laughs> podcast do you wish you hadn't listened to this year? What podcast do you feel like was just like, this was like a waste of my time. Hmm. I can't even remember the name sometimes when I really hate something. Um, yeah, I. Okay, let me think of one that comes to mind because I really try to force things like that out of my head. Um, <laughs> Don't want to lose any bandwidth, any memory bandwidth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I do feel like for the most part, it feels like because, like, I think podcasting is becoming easier to do. I think in some ways, quality is being compromised, and there are some like really dope podcasts. But I also just think like anyone is starting a podcast, which obviously. Yeah gives us a lot of room for people that should not be podcasting yeah um, yeah so i it's I'm like sometimes like books shouldn't be written but yeah my thing is i saw this tweet once that was like can y'all stop making podcasts like there's enough and i'm just like you would never say yeah. there are too many books yeah you would never say there are too many movies you would never say like sometimes they're bad movies sometimes there's good movies right. sometimes there's a book you'll never forget sometimes there's a book you can't finish yeah one thousand percent 
just different mediums. You can, especially as Black people, where there's never enough. The limit does not exist. Yeah. <laughs> like we're just getting started. But, but okay, okay it's this podcast. And granted, maybe I missed listen to like a bad episode. Yeah. I could look at it on my phone. But it, the cover art is like them speaking. It's like gossipy, and it's on a lot of like the best podcast lists. Uh. I think it's not for me. I think it's for yeah our peers. But, but <laughs> our counterparts, our counterparts. Yeah. I, can't I can't for the life of me remember what it's called, but I couldn't finish it. Okay, I'll find yeah. it and put it in the show. I'll, notes. I'll send it. To yeah, you. yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Then we can talk about it. Yeah. Um, like, do not listen to this shitty podcast. Link to you. Right, right. Um, do you? Uh, that's what they need a top list of, like yeah. the top fifty Maybe podcasts you should, should not listen to. Yeah. The podcast I wish I did. Yeah, seriously. Um, what are you listening to though? I feel like last time I saw you at mm-hmm. podcast movement, you put me on some really good podcasts. What yeah. is top in your player? Um, so off the strength is a podcast, um, by my yoga instructor, Kyle Jones and his, his friend, um, based in Brooklyn, they talk about black wellness, um, just black men. I, it's a really, it's like a lovely listen. Um, I've been listening to articles of interest. I really love Avery Truffleman. She's just a great reporter. And, um, she, the season that she's talking about now is about like, um, preppy clothing, like the origins. And like, she just gets really in the weeds of like a topic. Um, what else have I been listening to? I'm trying to make some financial moves. So I've been listening to some financial podcasts. Um, I just interviewed. Um, well, I interviewed Tori Dunlap from her first 100K the other day. She's a really interesting Gen Z, um, like cuspy. She describes, describes herself as a cuspy Gen Z millennial. Um, but yeah, she, she has a lot of interesting things to say. Um, there's another one. I cannot remember for the life of me the reporter's name. But I clearly don't listen to it often. But I like page around and say, like, what do I need? Like mortgage information or like this information when I'm like, um, so yeah. And then back when the cut was doing their podcast, um, I loved listening to the cut podcast and I tried to bring in some of the themes of the cut into the well and good podcast, but the cut had a lot of hands and, and, you know, production help, I think, um, and just good reporters. And so but it's definitely one of my podcasts. I'll go back and listen to old episodes and like hear how they reported, hear how they did the sound design. And I just like really love it. Yeah. I feel like when you listen to a really good podcast with great sound design and great story art, great reporting, it, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's such a great feeling. Yeah, There's it's one called uh, scam, scam, scam fluencer. Have you heard that? Ooh, no. Oh, it's so good. Okay. Like, link it's me. Really, really good. I'll definitely send that to you. <laughs> um, Taylor, I'm so glad you were here. Thank you so much for doing <laughs> of this. Course. I really appreciate it. I yeah. think um, in an effort to honor you being here, I want to end this episode with something that you end your old podcast with, which is my hope is that you you that this episode has left you with a warm heart mm-hmm. and an even cooler mind. Mm-hmm. Thanks for being here. <laughs> Please have a great day. And if you're listening to this, I really appreciate it. Would love to hear what you thought about this episode. So please leave a review if you can. Peace.